They both cautioned that if gene therapies got to the testes, which many do, that they could be passed on to next generations as inadvertent gene transfer. They both said, we have to study this, we must study this. It was never studied. The protocols, like I said, are being incentivized. And people that don't believe it, I think it's, I think it's a hard, hard psychological barrier to cross to accept that your healthcare professionals and your um, government and your media and your politicians are straight up lying to you. So I think it's more about denial and not wanting to face that fact. special episode of resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle we have with us the absolute beautiful and lovely dr jancy Lindsay and carolyn cc blakeman in the house of former feds we have run into cc at various events but never really got a chance to get to know her until we were down in texas at the remdesivir you mean jancy Jan no i meant cc we oh, okay. actually run into we both were there various <laughs> events um and we didn't get a chance to meet up. And we met very, very briefly at the Remdesivir event at Dr. Jancy's house. Now we didn't have any idea who Dr. Jancy was outside of having seen her at the Senator Ron Johnson hearing, which she was absolute fire there. Um, and on the, uh, was that the, was that the COVID vaccine one that you spoke at? Or was that? Yeah, that one was about the lack of safety and efficacy of of the vaccines, which which we again repeated in Mississippi, but with a little bit different information, uh, just just a couple months later. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, welcome to the show, ladies. We're really excited to have you here. But I just wanted to kind of lay the foundation of these women are freedom fighters. I mean, like get down, wrestle in the mud, not let go. Jancy will go in front of anyone, a school board, yeah. state board. And that's what this, that's what this is about. This initiative where uh, they're going to talk about it from, from what I understand, they want to make it so that every state has to stop administering these vaccines and they will go to state house to state house. Uh, with a with a bullhorn and and their high heels <laughs> and they are going to 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 get this vaccine stopped. They are tenacious. So welcome to the show, guys, ladies. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. So if you guys, I'll, can, I'll be in the mud wrestling pit trying to get this thing stopped. She would <laughs> no no like she legit like. She will take you out. Like she will like find a way. I'm telling They're both you. these little tiny bite-sized women that like I kind of look down on. And 
just like and then they're not going to stop fighting and I would be afraid to take them on honestly yeah. so yeah. um because we don't know you guys as well as I wish that we did I would like for each of you to maybe do a brief introduction with your background rather than us kind of fumbling through it so Cece let's go ahead and start with you mm -hmm. like how did you even get started in this fight well, it's an interesting story. Um, in 1995, I lost a daughter and she was killed and I, the grief pretty much destroyed me and wow. I almost didn't come back from it. So when the COVID pandemic was announced, I freaked out. The thought of losing someone else I loved was just yeah. terrifying. I couldn't go through that again. So I dove obsessively deep into research and started okay. researching the protocols across the world of each country and figuring out what worked and what didn't because I was going to save my family, my husband, my friends. Um, I, I'm a political blogger. And so I started writing on the censorship of early treatments in um, March of 2020. Wow. I, I mean, I already early. saw it. I was in Mexico. I bought up all the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine I can get my hands on. And when my husband and I got COVID in the end of November, 2020, I, we immediately took ivermectin and hydroxy and we had COVID symptoms for three hours. Wow. Oh my and at God. that moment, at that moment, I went, oh, my God, they're killing people, the, the wow. 100%. I, I then wrote a blog on the, the jab that I knew that was bad news, too. Um, it was la called Lab Rats and Bureaucrats. And um, um, one of my blogs made it up to a former federal prosecutor of 21 years up in New Jersey. I don't know how God carried it. And he um, he contacted me and said, I'm suing Facebook. I want you on my research panel or whatever. Oh, so I got on a Zoom call with people from all over the world. And we talked about how bad they were censoring and what we we're going to do about it. Hmm. Um, we got into a Facebook group called the People's Medicine. It kept getting taken down off Facebook until we renamed it Trump's a Pathetic Loser and it stayed up. <laughs> You're so smart. So smart. So smart. Yes, I love you. Yeah. So we beat, the, we beat the algorithm for a little while, but we ended up getting taken down again. But um, ah. that's the way we that's the only way we could communicate, you know, with the people that we had. Some of the plaintiffs were, were from Facebook. Um, so that's how I really got involved with it. And since then, I've taken over pretty much the former feds group. Um, we started the COVID-19 Humanity Betrayal Memory Project, where we document all the stories of the hospital protocol deaths and the vaccine injured. And we have about 800 stories in there so far. We wow. take a video testimony, a written account, and we build a case file. And then we work with um, attorneys to get these cases filed. Um, when, when I met Dr. Lindsay and she asked me to be, um, I'm sorry, my dogs are barking. So oh, can you we can hear them. You're good. Okay. Um, and she talked to me about starting the We the People 50 project. I mean, I'm so in because I, everyone I know is vaccine injured. And I don't even want to call it vaccine, jab injured. Um, all my friends, my mom, my sister, everybody, I begged them not to take it. But wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's have, crazy. So we have 3,400 people in our jab injured support group. Where, where we is offer that? Can people join? We that? offer support groups every night of the week. Well, six nights of the week um, through former feds group. Yeah. So on, so on the website, how can do they we see find this? that? I'm not sharing it yet. I want to find it first. CHBMP.org. CHBMP.org. C-H-B-M-P? C-H-B-M-P. Okay, that's what I was missing. Hang on, it's gonna come. Okay, so you guys meet every night? We have a support group every night of the week, but Sunday. 
Mm -hmm. Six nights a week. What's that we have multiple name? ones on, um, if you go to CHBMP and you click on document my story mm -hmm. or you click on documented stories, you'll mm -hmm. see up at the top, it'll say support group and you can sign in for any of those. Um, wow. There's, yeah, there's several on the same day as well. Like we'll have one for parents who lost children or men's only or survivors group. Wow. Um, but yeah. We oh have, my gosh, that's amazing. So are you, is is this just for people with the vaccine injured or is it also for people who were killed both. by the protocols in the hospitals? Like both, both, okay. both. Awesome. So when the former feds, what are these former federal workers? Well, the founder was a former federal prosecutor okay. um, of 21 years with DOJ and FBI. And he saw the corruption going on in the government. And he said, I'm not going along with this anymore. I'm getting out and I'm going to fight. Um, against the government. He represents several January 6th political prisoners right now. Um, and we have focused the entire foundation on these crimes against humanity, because that's what they are. Wow. I mean, it's a genocide. They're either gonna get you with the protocol or they're gonna get you with the jab, okay. but they're gonna try to get you. They're gonna try to, yeah, they're gonna try to get you, no kidding. All right, yeah. so we got to meet uh, Dr. Uh, Jancy uh, Lindsay and her home is a beautiful home. And they even let us stay there for a little bit. So we had to wake up at 3 a.m. and go to the airport and get home. But uh, <laughs> it was a really moving weekend. We were asked there to go, uh, asked asked to go and MC an event on remdesivir protocols and how they kill people in the hospital. I didn't expect it to be that emotional. Yeah. Hearing these stories of uh, watching your loved one be murdered, knowing that they can live, knowing that there's they're knowing like one one woman her husband got the ivermectin oxygen went back up to 100 doctor comes takes the husband off the ivermectin and he dies that so it's like it's one thing if uh, there's a drive-by shooting and it happens instantly yeah it, there's some sort of deep agony when you're mm -hmm. watching somebody be murdered and um dr uh lindsay how did you get into this fight so I've been in it from the very beginning because the science never made sense. Uh, they redefined herd immunity. They redefined vaccines. They came out with what I knew was a gene therapy in warp speed time. But I knew that all the guidance on genetic biologics or gene therapies uh, were that you had to have several years of research. <clears throat> and the reason that they hadn't come out previously was because of increases in cancers that sometimes didn't show up for two to three years, mm -hmm. as is described in some of the old recombinant DNA committee um, meetings, and also um, uh, passing it on inadvertently to others yeah. uh, through shedding. Yeah. That was a big concern. Those were the two main concerns of the RAC committee for about uh, 20 years of the time that they heavily regulated these products. Mm -hmm. Um, they were dissolved in 2015 and under very suspicious circumstances. Mm. Um, but they really oversaw all of the tech going on in this area and made sure that things didn't um, come to market that weren't ready for market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, so, so yeah, that, that's then, a thing. That was mm -hmm. a thing. You used to actually have to, t it, used, it would take 10 years to get something on the market. And suddenly we're supposed to believe that none of that is necessary anymore, that it was all, you know, yeah. just for show. Well, I have my own experience, too, from working on a contraceptive vaccine back in the 90s that we thought was really going to be a great thing. 
Um, it was supposed to be a temporary vaccine, kind of like the Deborah Provera, but a different angle. It was going to block the sperm from actually penetrating the eggs. Most of the contraceptives that are out there now work by allowing fertilization, but preventing implantation. This would have blocked the egg and locked it into polyspermy, uh, which would have locked the confirmation for the sperm to be able to penetrate. And that would have prevented fertilization, which would have alleviated a lot of the concerns over life uh, people, right? Um, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really was something that was a very promising technology. Uh-huh. And um, unfortunately, uh, even though we did a lot of computer analysis and analysis in different uh, different animal species, um, in some it caused ovarian destruction. Wait, and ovarian destruction is that what I think it is? Autoimmune ovarian destruction. Yes, it destroyed the entire ovary. It caused an autoimmune reaction against the entire ovary and caused sterility. No, that's a bad side effect. Right, bad side effect. So now it's used actually as a sterilization vaccine in wild horses and dogs and cats around the world. But that was a really cautionary tale for me that you can have some results in some animal species that seem fine. Okay. Um, you can do blast results on the computer when you're just, you know, trying to take these linear sequences and compare them. And you can have a completely different outcome in vivo in the human or in a, in a primate. So, um, so that was that. And I knew that they had not tested these technologies uh, for their, for their um, ability to impact fertility or for their ability to impact cancer endpoints and um, or shedding. They hadn't done any shedding analysis. So it just was crazy to me that they had released this upon the population without doing these crucial studies. And then, of course, we found more along the way. It didn't stay in the arm. It, um, you know, it did go to the nucleus. It, uh, it was harming people reproductively, all these things coming along. And the CDC and FDA were doing nothing, nothing. Then kids started having heart attacks and strokes. And uh, still the CDC does nothing, nothing. All these kids globally are just falling over dead, dying in their sleep, you know, completely abnormal. And their lack of response was really what upped it for me. It was, I was... Not to mention the miscarriages and the stillbirths. The miscarriage and stillbirths are way up. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So you guys both got involved like in person doing things. Um, Cece, when was your first, um, I got to get out there. I got to, I got to do something. I got to make my voice heard in public. Um, I spoke at the Grace Shara event in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I think that was uh, February 21. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty soon after. Um, But I've done a lot. I can't even remember. (laughs) I've been in the fight, you know, since the beginning, really. Right, right, right. right, right. I just, I just right when they announced it, I mean, I'm like, no, I'm not. I know something's up. I just felt it. And I was right. I mean, I just, just look at the studies in Uttar Pradesh, for example, yeah. you know, they yeah. distributed ivermectin to all their citizens right. and they had no ma- pandemic. So, you know, I, I, I didn't trust anything that the media or the, the elected officials were saying or the unelected officials either. 
Uttar so Pradesh, uh, somebody want to jump in and explain that just one more time? I, our viewers kind of know that, but maybe some of our new viewers don't understand what they did in, uh, in that area of India. You want to take it? Yeah, uh, I, I can because actually I was going to come in on the tail end of that and say, you know, that they lifted that and then they immediately went back to a state of rampant COVID. No way! Um, so, so what Uttar Pradesh did was they implemented a prophylactic um, protocol with ivermectin in, in their whole province. And if anybody ended up getting COVID, then that was their treatment, ivermectin. And they were able to completely eradicate COVID um, in the entire province. They would go door to door, right? So they had these 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 little packets. They had these little packets. It was like, it wasn't just ivermectin, I believe. It was a doxycycline. It was called vitamin C, and zinc. Yeah, and they were in a yep. little packet called a Zito pack. I ordered, yep. I had boxes of them I was handing out, you know, in yep. Houston. And um, yeah, but back then it was only like three pills, I think, of 12 milligrams of ivermectin. That the FLCCC yep. has upped it since then. Right. But um, it works. I mean, every person I've referred, you know, ivermectin to, they've they've gotten better in a matter of hours to, to 24 it did, hours. It was so popular that it made them famous for this mm-hmm. and once they got notoriety for using ivermectin to eradicate these cases the government flipped mm. and took the, and took the packs away no stop doing it and Utar, go back and look on your you know you can google it all their cases went through the roof so and they cleaned and out they their said, hospitals and then they said ivermectin never worked no way. This is like a, a next level evil, isn't it? Like it's very much so. fathom. Very much so. I mean, if you heard the stories that we've documented, it's oh. it's unbelievable. I mean, I had to take a break for a little while because I was having nightmares. They are horrific. You can go to our website and listen to them. People are tied down. They're completely isolated. They're hit. They're abused. They're starved. They're dehydrated. You know, something will be working and they'll take it away. They'll be told they're going to die. Um, just, just completely derided and gaslit. And we you know we've got some survivor stories that literally it's like you're watching a horror movie. Um, one of them that comes to mind is the husband had to break her out of the hospital. They had a six hour standoff with the police. You, Epic Times made a documentary out of it. Um, she's our Texas state chair now, but you know, she walked in on her own oxygen on her own, you know, legs and the doctor said, are you vaccinated? She said, no, I'm going to wait till some more safety studies come out. I work from home. I, I don't think I um, want to do that right now. He patted her on the hand before he had ran a single test, examined her, anything, and said, I'm sorry, Miss Tyler, you're going to die here. And um, they proceeded to try to kill her until her husband, thankfully, was a nurse, and he recognized that there was stuff going on. So he, he sent a cop in there to uh, do a welfare check on his wife. And she said, you have to get me out of here. They're killing me. And um, they wouldn't even let her see her priest after they gave her a terminal illness, unless she, she took remdesivir. They bribed her. Did she? So, was she forced to take remdesivir? She said, "Okay, I'll take it," because she wanted to see her priest. She said after the priest left, she knew she was going to be okay. So she told them no more remdesivir. And they actually wrote in the records, agreed to take remdesivir, and now saying no after we let her see her priest. It's in the records. I've seen. I've seen it with my own eyes. So. Um, the, the husband breaks in, he barricades himself into the, in the room, and there's a six-hour standoff with the police. They take her out the morgue doors. They wouldn't let her out the front. And, you know, 
he set up like a mass unit in their in their living room and saved her life. All these patriot owned businesses opened up after hours to make sure she had enough oxygen and whatever she needed. And it was a close call, but she she lived. Oh and she gosh. will tell you she didn't she didn't get food for 13 days. She didn't get water for seven days. You should see her body when she got out of there. They didn't bathe her one time. I mean, it she had she it was covered in black marks all over her body where the the night nurse would come and stab her, like come down hard and stab her in the stomach and, and get mad because she was unvaccinated. No. That's crazy. This is this is like, and that's one, this is one of like 800 stories that we have on our system and they're all horrific, all of them. I mean. You have to be demon possessed to act like that. Like legitimately. Yeah, you yeah, you do. And, and doctors and nurses will laugh, you know, they've even put one, um, lady next to her spouse and they wouldn't let them see each other. They're both in the hospital next door rooms, both with COVID wouldn't let her. And, you know, she was begging and they're like, no. And you could hear the nurses laughing down the hall. A lot of our victims have the stuff on um, video. On video? They recorded it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So tell us about this initiative that you guys are going to do 50 States. So it's, it's we the people 50 recall the shots. Um, it came out of the work of Dr. John Witcher in Mississippi, who, who started the Stop the Shots campaign in Mississippi, along with Mississippi Against Mandates. Dr. Witcher is running for governor of the state of Mississippi right now, as you guys know. He's a wonderful man. He and his wife, Brooke, are godly people. Um, I uh, was with him at the Capitol uh, with the other doctors that we work with. In giving testimony to uh, uh, under under Randy Boyd's um, uh, aid, there uh, Representative Randy Boyd, he allowed us to to give our testimony there in the Senate building or in the Capitol building. And after that, we were on the Capitol steps with the vaccine injured and uh, able to tell their stories so that they could be seen as real people. Even one of the other representatives that were there at the Capitol had had a vaccine injury himself and he got up to speak. And I'll tell you what girls, what happened is the news covered our testimony of how dangerous and ineffective the shots were, all of the doctors, all of the healthcare workers, but they did not cover a single vaccine injured person. No way. Uh, and there were several, we had um, about six vaccine injured and none of them got any coverage by the news, by any media at all. And that was really sad. Um, so, I, I mean, after that, I said, John, um, I'm, we're gonna do this in every state. We're gonna go to the capital of every state and we're going to get these shots pulled. Hmm. Since we had that meeting there, um, a scientist that is, is pretty well known for working on the Human Genome Project, uh, great molecular biologist has found that the plasmids that are used to create these shots are contaminating these shots. Right. Oh contamination, severe. We knew that the RNA was degraded. We knew that, that, that the quality control was crap, mm -hmm. but now we find out that the actual DNA plasmids that are used to create these are contaminating these shots. It is a frank, you know, open and shut contamination case, just like baby food, just like dog food. These things are contaminated. They must come off the market. Yeah. Um, 
more than that, they have antibiotic resistance genes in those plasmids and they could be transferred to everybody that has gotten these shots. They could be antibiotic resistant. It's very serious as well as becoming little spike factories through the E. coli in their gut. Very, very clear cut case of needing to pull the vaccines and the CDC and the FDA are not acting. So we are taking it, we are taking it to the people, we are taking it to every state. And I said, I cannot do this on my own. I know I can wrestle these, these doctors and scientists up, but I need somebody who has a heart to be in this fight. And Cece, whom I just met mm-hmm. just through our event, I knew she was a person to call. So I called and I said, I really need your help with something. It's just a little project. <laughs> just a little, just 50 states. Just, a little just 50 states, what 50 states among friends. Yeah. Hey, it's got to be done. I mean, yeah, it, it's hurting too many people. I mean, and not to mention, you know, like we said, live births are down 19%. And, so, right. and, the, and it's hurting women more than men. I think they're, they're killing the men with the protocol, hands down, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the jabs are, are affecting the women. Can you talk about that? Um, is, is there some science behind that? Because I was just, there was a new, um, uh, a new study that came out in the UK that they're admitting to that, oh my goodness, women are dying and being injured, having heart attacks, heart disease. Um, I think it was like, at least the what they're even admitting to is women are 30% more likely to die or something of heart disease or it was, I can't remember the study. I just remember, wow, mainstream media is covering this in the UK that women are now, that they're, is it some sort of lag in reporting? But I know a lot of, I guess a lot of women are struggling and I don't know if you guys know much about the, the, uh, the maternal aspects of this. Um, but I, I have, I know some people who have either had, uh, their, their babies born with issues. I know recently a young mom around my age just died in childbirth and i thought people didn't really die in childbirth anymore and it wasn't even childbirth it was you know i think it was before and and is so this is all so tell Mm -hmm. talk about that what's happening with women in in this vaccine well i know Cece has seen a lot of the the data on open bear so i'll let her talk about that i can talk about the fact that the coagulopathies and bleeding disorders that are associated with these shots do cause problems with preeclampsia, with with massive hemorrhaging during birth. Um, that's also documented on www.openvares.com, V-A-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Liz Wilner runs that site and has from the beginning. She's amazing. Um, she takes the, the data directly from the CDC VAERS site and puts it into a format where it's easily searchable mm-hmm. and where she's got graphs of how the COVID vaccines um, and their their injuries, the mortality and morbidity compared to all the shots for the last 30 years. You've seen several of these graphs, but you probably just didn't realize they were mm-hmm. from like bears. Um, it affects uh, male fertility, uh, lots of reports of testicular swelling, inflammation, and then infertility following. Because of course, just like the mumps, when your testicles swell up and they become um, inflamed and full of inflammatory cells that start destroying that tissue, um, that, you know, you can kiss your fertility goodbye, um, with women. And, And this is what really makes me angry 
not one reproductive biology lab in the entire world, after knowing that these shots went to the testes or ovaries, not one lab in the entire world has bothered to investigate the ovaries or the testes to see if the, uh, what the prevalence of the spike protein is, to see if the ova are taking it up and reverse transcribing it because they have the reverse transcriptases there. They're not checking the sperm to see if that's happening. How can this be possible that not a single reproductive biology lab and I've called several myself and I've asked them, I've begged them to do the research. I have the primers for this. I've told them I will give them the primers and they will not do it. What are, what are primers? Our tax money goes to pay for their salary through the National Institutes of Health, where most of them get their grants and not a single lab in the world will do these studies. You know, we have millions of people who would voluntarily for free, yeah. become part of a study, like go and and say, take my blood, test me. I took the vaccine, this is how many vaccines I took. Why is it that if we're having the, the, the largest rollout of a vaccine in history, we have people who all are, you know, we've all said we're in a trial. Why wouldn't they wanna collect the data? Exactly. And they're hiding the data. They're hiding the data from people. They're not telling people the true data. They're, they're actually, we're at a point where we're pulling our hair out because they are publishing fake reports, just like they published the fake hydroxychloroquine studies um, at Brigham Young University, the doctors there, where they have the fake Surgisphere da database, and they were caught. They published in the, in the, Lancet, the Lancet, in the New England Journal of Medicine. They were busted for a completely fake, fake right. application. And everybody sees the story, but they don't see the retraction. Uh -huh. yeah, exactly. exactly. The damage is already done. Yeah. Well, they now know this. fake pregnancy and fake fertility studies. So we hear all the time and we see what's being reported in bears. And these papers are coming out that say nothing's wrong. Fertility, there is absolutely no difference in the fertility, there's been no drop in births anywhere across the globe. There's been nothing. That's what these papers say. I'm not kidding you. Pfizer itself said there was a 16% mm -hmm. was reproductive disorders and it's 72% yeah. of it affected women over men. I mean, Ex exactly. It, right. it, it, it compromises the placenta. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's it clearly, I have a doctor that I work with, um, very closely almost every day. And he told me he had a patient in the last few years has had two miscarriages and a stillbirth mm -hmm. and she's double jabbed, but she, I mean, and she never had problems before, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's very clear. Um, every, my, every friend I know does not have periods anymore. That's got it. Wow. At all. I'm, I'm from 19 to 36. You're kidding. Then, you know, and, and it has to do, I recognize that whatever they isolated for the vaccine is obviously part of the bioweapon of the virus itself. And after we got COVID, it, 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 it truly freaked me out. And I was, no, nobody, you're not allowed to talk about things. Nobody, you know, I lost 85% of my hair after I got COVID. And um, I didn't have a period for like three months or something freaking me out. That was just from COVID. That was just from COVID, right? And wow. even then for like uh, a while, things were just, oh, I know what it was. It wasn't that I didn't. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm 
my my own brain is fuzzy. You just wouldn't I, stop bleeding. For I three could months. no, no. I I kept having. I right. was like two weeks bleeding. later, right. and then again, right. and then again. Right. And I, that's what made me afraid. I mean, if I that's what freaked me out. I'm like, uh, uh. Uh, you this normal and I and I other women were saying that not some people don't have a period and some people just keep over and over and over again yeah. and it's really kind of scary and there's nobody to talk to. Right. Yeah, because they gaslight everybody and they and they say it's not true. So they said it wasn't true that there were no problems with periods for about a year, and then they came out with a publication saying. Yes, this definitely changes women's periods. After saying there was no problem, nothing was going on for a year, then they come out with a publication that says, yes, it is changing women's periods. It's making them one to three days longer in cycle length on average, but we hmm. don't think it has anything to do with affecting fertility or reproduction. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So people lost their ability to think critically. So, you know, they're exactly right. Okay. This is follow Obviously it did. Yeah. And the syncytin proteins, there was a group, Matara et al., and you may have heard about this, but in Singapore, they, they found that all 15 women that were vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine had developed antibodies to their own syncytin 1 proteins. Syncytin 1 is essential for pregnancy reproduction. Wow. Um, uh, syncytin 2 is also involved. Syncytin 2 modulates the immune response so you don't attack the fetus. And Dr. Bill Gallagher who worked with Francis Collins and, and Fauci and a lot of these guys in developing many vaccines over the years, came out with a, with a blog in 2020 that, and he said that he felt that the comparison, that there was enough conformational similarity between both of the syncytin reproductive proteins and the spike protein that they would definitely cause a cross reaction and it could lead to autoimmunity and um issues issues in autoimmunity wow. so here we are I, and i reproduced his stuff in reports that i sent to the cdc in april of 21 i said in april of 21 that i thought we could be sterilizing an entire generation and here we are and i feel even more strongly do you about think that so now. like that's the goal cc do you think that that is the goal to sterilize an entire generation absolutely if you read the document um, the un put out in 1997 where 178 world leaders signed it um, the agenda for the 21st century, it flat out says it. I mean, and people just ignore it. I mean, they've been working on this for a long time. This was a very well thought out strategic plan. And like I said, they're going to get you with the protocol. If you're unvaccinated, they're going to get you with the jab if you are, and if you wow. do decide to get it. So what but it be, is clear. where do you recommend? I've got a, I've got a blog after we got COVID in, in, in 2021, mm -hmm. 2021, mm -hmm. the end, like August, 2021. Um, I went on a rampage because it was just after they said no horse paste. Okay. It's all horse paste. Don't take it. Cause I, our, our local pharmacy was filling ivermectin. I didn't think we had a problem. I had one protocol worth from uh, frontline doctors. I thought we were good. We came back from an event. We got sick. Our family gets sick. And, and Dr. Um, Lindsay knows this. Um, we, uh, I, we couldn't get a hold of American frontline doctors because everybody was getting the Delta, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, the bioweapon at that time. Everybody was packed. And so I ended up calling Synergy DCP, finally got through $4,000 into treating my family later. Um, we finally, called me. <laughs> it was, well, and see, that was the thing. Nobody knew where to call. I'm on the frontline doctors. 
Uh, I'm yeah. on the FLCCC. I'm trying to find somebody. Yeah. I finally found somebody. This in, was really early on. It was hard to find people then that we in knew, right? Yeah. And so I finally found somebody in Ohio. I cold called a doctor. She ended up calling me the next day. And then I got, um, I was able to get, and we had a compounding pharmacy. I didn't know. I learned so much. And I, sh and I, I went on a, on a mission for the next uh, three or four months. I would stay up late at night. Anybody, all of viewers would be emailing me. My, you know, my loved one's sick. What do I do? You know, I'm telling people don't take them to the hospital. And I tell people the story, even though it's scary to, to retell. I don't know if you guys had like the Delta or whatever, but something happened to has something happens to your your pituitary gland or whatever your, your god pineal the pineal gland whatever it is that connects you with god that you can feel the universe with i i don't know how else to explain it my other friends mm. we all got all who got it at the same time were saying we feel like we're in a fun house and we can't get out i couldn't touch i couldn't taste i couldn't smell i couldn't connect with god I couldn't hear him i don't know it mm. was terrifying that was the terrifying part i didn't not that i just felt really bad i was like i feel i can't even feel god what's going on but uh, my uncle, we were trying to spread out the ivermectin, the stuff that we would eventually get. He was 10 days in. I thought he was doing good. I go and take his pulse ox 83. I said, Dear, I, I, um, I knew I had two choices. I needed a miracle or we have to go to the hospital or I'm going to go to jail because elder abuse. Right. And he's got comorbidities. And so I go up in my room and I lay down. I, I literally pound the ground. I don't know if anybody could hear me. And I screamed at God. I screamed at the top of my lungs and I said, you got to show me what to do. And I'm pounding the ground. I've never done this before. I, I'm pounding the ground and screaming, show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, I heard him. I felt him. He said, double the ivermectin and give him both antibiotics and give him one of the steroids. I had, I had been amassing medicines from various doctors. And uh, so I uh, had to take the ivermectin that I had from, because FLC had just doubled it, but the Synergy DCP didn't know that. And I didn't know right. that. Went up to 0. 0.6. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So if he's like 230, that would have, that's 40 milligrams of mm -hmm. ivermectin. So I had yeah. to take that from my friend who is a young dude. And I was like, are you alive? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm Let's sorry. Uncle Jack needs this. So um, I doubled the ivermectin. I, we, we had an azithromycin and we had doxycycline. I gave it to him mm -hmm. and we had had five. He, I had had my uncle prescribed five dexamethasone, four or five milligram dexamethasone. So he gets one yeah. of those. I finally get a call from a real person. Cause when you call, when, when I was calling some of these other ones, you had to leave a message. You had to talk mm -hmm. to a nurse practitioner for like one second. You can't call back. That's it. That's your two fifty, and you're out. Uh, you got to call again. So I finally got a hold of um, a doctor here in Ohio, and she said, you, you know um, that the FLCCC has just doubled the ivermectin. This compounding pharmacy in Ohio for $10 will compound any amount. 40 wow. milligrams, 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to get that. And he talked to her the next day on the phone. I was like, how is he talking to her? Because he was slumped over, couldn't breathe. And I, I'm ashamed to say I was too afraid to take his pulse ox that day but I knew he was alive and he was doing a little bit better. Four days later, he gets out of bed and he's like, whoa. I was like, are you okay? He goes, I can breathe. I check his pulse ox, 98. And it works. <laughs> I started crying and I was like, God, how did you do this? I was able to get the, I, I, I was able to get the doctor in Ohio to prescribe. 
Listen, I was just thinking, okay, so Dr. Zeb does azithromycin. Um, I know the do doxycycline actually has an anti-inflammatory uh, to it mm -hmm. that we it found. It does. That's what they use in the Zaverno pack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it goes deeper into your, like, you know, yeah. that's and what know, our doctors recommend. A lot of people are against uh, antibiotics, but I was just like, here, kitchen sink. Like, can we just do it? And this, you know, this is a natural doctor. Natural doctor. She's like, I don't know if we want to give them that many antibiotics. I was like, I think God told me to do this. Could you please prescribe this? And she's like, I will do it. With any respiratory infection, though, you can get a secondary bacterial infection, and that's okay. what can take you out. Okay. And so that's why they give the antibiotics. Okay. Yes. And so, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. And I literally was like. Because I knew the hospital we were going that we would have taken to, everybody came out like dead. They didn't come yeah. out. They didn't come out. Within, yeah, they came out in the morgue. And I, I, I'm, I tell people this story, and I don't know how much of it is right or how much of it was wrong or how much of it was even legal. I don't know. I just know that my uncle's alive. And, um, yeah. So I wouldn't. And I and. That's worth. I mean, God gave me an answer that was already the FLCCC answer. You know, answer. I'm kind of curious how many stories have we heard of people that that got really sick from COVID and didn't go to the hospital and died. I mean, has anybody has anybody ever talked about that? Yeah, I mean, I've had people wheel their oxygen tanks with barely breathe up to my front door asking if I had ivermectin, and then two days later, I see him mowing his yard, completely mm. fine. Wow. I mean, exactly. It just it wasn't it was not happening the way that we were told. It's when, like if you well, go to the hospital, you die. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We had a um, a lady that's in our it's in our project. She lost her husband to the protocol. Her daughter ends up going in the hospital. Thirty six years old, mother of six. They gave her the protocol. We fought and fought against it. I mean, we, Dr. Witcher and I and another patient advocate, we were up for three days straight um, on Zoom calls at four in the morning trying to figure out what we we're going to do. Um, because the doctor, her doctor was, was all over CNN pushing jabs on pregnant women. And just, so I knew we were in, we had our hands full with this one. I got in a fight with the nurse on the phone. I mean, I was like, I was out of my mind. I mean, here's this mother of six, 36 years old. And the doctor's like, she's got 5% to, um, chance to live. The mom goes home to get a shower that they put her on a ventilator. Probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but we had somebody take ivermectin in and massage it on her lungs and her body for four days. And she goes off the vent. Stop it. Praise yeah. God. So was that just the and liquid from the farm store? How would you massage it? Well, you know, she couldn't say what she was using. She said it was essential oil. She wanted to massage her body so she wouldn't get blood clots. <laughs> okay. But she, she literally got the, 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 the solution that you have to withdraw with a needle. Yeah. We give it to her and, and then slather it on her daughter. I mean, it, Dr. Bain, he, Dr. Bain got a uh, um, court orders from a judge to go in and, and administer ivermectin down the G tube. And he saved three people's life off, off of ventilator. But the other three that went to court and the judge said, no, they all died. Right. And, and how come, got, what do you, what do you guys think is the cognitive dissonance when you present that to doctors? And you say, these people live, these people died. They're threatened with their license. They're threatened with their jobs. The hospital is getting to $100,000 to $300,000 a patient for using or their more. protocol. Yeah. Money. And, you know, they, they can just block it out of their head and say, well, this is what the CDC says to do or the FDA says to do. And we've always followed them. They're the best. And we're just going to close our eyes. And because we've had doctors literally tell, tell widows, 
well, I can't, I, my hands are tied. I wish I could give him ivermectin. I'm on ivermectin, but I can't give it to your, your, your husband because my hands are tied. We've had many cases of that. I'm on ivermectin. Yeah. And there's, there's doctors yeah. that just don't even know what's going on. Um, yeah. One of my friends in the neighborhood here, her daughter's on a transplant list for a kidney and the doctor, mm -hmm. her transplant doctor at Texas Children's Hospital um, says that she has never heard of a single death from these vaccines what? ever, never heard of a single death, doesn't know what my friend is talking about no when she way. says she's afraid to give her the vaccination because it's still experimental. She said it's definitely never caused a death in children. Wow. This is the doctor that is the transplant doctor for Texas Children's Hospital telling her that she's never heard of a death from the vaccine. They don't want to know. They don't want to know. They don't want to know. Too painful. And we're in a spiritual battle. But what if you tell them, it's, like, but here, this person, like. You're conspiracy theorists. They don't believe you. They think that it's from something else. They think that mm -hmm. it's from COVID. They don't think that it's from, they really don't. And then if they do accept it, they say, well, there's always going to be a certain number of casualties with we, any medical procedure. But the thing is, we have 800 stories of the exact yeah. same story. Exact same story, remdesivir, kidney failure, ventilator, death. I mean, just right. little variations here and there, but they're all the same. In fact, we've compiled um, um, a list of 25 commonalities and we're making short video montages of people saying the same thing in different interviews across the country. Wow. We named it the script because literally I can sometimes say what the, what the interviewee is about to tell me. I'm gonna say, again, let me guess. They said, we're going to put you on a vent for a couple of days to give your lungs a rest. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a million times. Okay. And it's like, they say the exact same words. So I want you to come back in one second to expound on what you briefly put in there. We're in a spiritual battle. So hold on to that. Dr. Jancy, I know you're a toxicologist and not like an MD, like treat patients doctor. However, can you speak to for a second, just how dangerous it is to put somebody on a vent. So when you say, give your lungs a rest. They all know they're not coming off. Yeah. That's not what the ventilator is designed for. Ventilators are a last resort because they're so dangerous. Right, and most people don't know how to use them properly. And they're never, they were never trained during this whole episode, they were never trained to. But more than that, remdesivir is extremely toxic. And that's what takes them out first. It causes their lungs to fill up with fluid, they get pulmonary edema, uh, kid, go into kidney failure, and then they're put on a vent, which just finishes the job. Um, you know, that's the way it is. I wrote a report for John Witcher to defend him for trying to, Dr. Witcher for trying to treat his patients with ivermectin instead of remdesivir. He was fired for it. I immediately wrote him a very long report along with Dr. Alicia Fogarty. Uh, we, we put together a report for him that he could use in litigation, uh, and it was contrasting ivermectin to remdesivir, and it became, you know, part of, part of the fight in the lawsuits that, that CeCe's involved with, Michael Hamilton, Dan Watkins, yeah. that group, and that's why I speak in that, because I did that research and that report early on, on the contrasting the, the, um, the benefits and and toxicities of the two drugs yeah yeah they call the pulmonary edema covid mm -hmm. pneumonia 
That's right. You know, they call uh, your kidney failure. You know, that's just a side effect of COVID. Well, really, why did the rest of us that treated at home get kidney failure? You come that on didn't and use preach. Remdesivir? Hmm? Come on and preach. So, so that's you, that's yes. good so the COVID yeah. pneumonia, it's not a bacteria when you're on the remdesivir. It's filling with fluid for the rem, because the remdesivir. Kidneys are backing up and you're filling up with fluid. You're well, pretty much it's, drowning. It's also both they're failing to treat and CC's seen this too. So normally when you have a respiratory infection, you'll hit it with antibiotics, with steroids, with bronchodilators, uh, sometimes with an antiviral, not always, but you always have the antibiotics and the bronchodilator and the steroids to calm down the inflammation, open up the airways. They were not, they were just plain not treating. Here's a person with pneumonia, any kind of pneumonia, it doesn't matter. They were just plain not treating. Yeah. They didn't give them antibiotics. They didn't give them steroids. They Why? didn't give them. Because they say it's a virus. All the dilators. They just said, oh, you know, vent um, and and didn't treat them. You know, doctor. So when you don't treat pneumonia, how many people, when they're not treated for pneumonia, make it anyway, no matter what kind of pneumonia it is? Dr. Lee Merritt's husband, uh, she got through COVID okay, and she's a doctor, so she was able to set up like a drip for her husband, like an IV drip, and she they had ivermectin, but um, it still wasn't enough, so she finally took him to the hospital, and that she got a good doctor who was smart enough. He gave him doxycycline, uh, a drip. He walked out of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. He just we needed a lot that. Of, Sometimes that combo. If you get that secondary pneumonia, yeah. And a lot of people have that. Also an antiviral. It has yeah, antiviral. They'll, they'll, their death certificates will say COVID-19, you know, um, kidney failure and MRSA. You know, they'll get that, that bacterial and they don't treat them with it. They have no intention of you walking out of the hospital. It's a thing. They have no, do they get paid more if you die? It feels yes. like they do. Oh, a lot. Yes. Our yes. hospitals are highly incentivized. Really? So they, they get they money for, do. They, they get they... money for a COVID admission. They get 20% bonus on top of the entire hospital bill for using remdesivir. They get 39,000 for the ventilator. They get money for putting COVID on the death certificate. No. It, it, it fluctuates anywhere between 100 and 300,000, depending on the state. 374 in, in California when you add in all the, I think that was the total. $374,000. That's right. So mm -hmm. if they treat you, then that's, you know. They can't, if they can't you steer off. treated and you, you're vented and you die. You can't, you can't, you know, take a little right turn off that protocol either. You've got to follow that protocol to get your money. Do you See, think the hospital, the hospitals were paid all this money up front when the pandemic started. And if, if they don't use it by the end of the fiscal year, then they have to pay it back. So they're not, you're going to, you'll see a lot of deaths right before the end of the fiscal year because they're not worried about paying the money back. Do you think so, the doctors were getting mm -hmm. any sort of kickback for doing the, the other way? Well, doing the whole protocol. Like if they kept, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are they personally getting paid? Well, I've got a doctor whistleblower that told me they were getting bonuses like they've never had before. You know, here's their spring bonus or you're this bonus that weren't ever, but they're also keeping their job. Yeah. This doctor had been fired from three hospitals because he refused to use a remdesivir. So now he's working nights at another one. I'm not going to say which one, um, but he has to talk to his patients in code. You know, they've, they've tied the hands of these doctors to be doctors. And, and here, I mean, which I think is a legal issue because they're being um, told what to do by, you know, hospital administration or people that work in these agencies 
and that's practicing medicine without a license because you've you've um, taken away the doctor's ability to be a doctor and treat how they see fit i mean our doctors literally have to be like if they offer you the drug that starts with an r tell them no or go Mm -hmm. look at this i mean can't even talk to him like a a patient doctor relationship you know these they're the american people have no trust left in the doctor's hospitals or the these agencies that yeah. you know the doctors they're complete, have no trust yeah they're completely captured. They, won't, they won't go to the hospital they're scared to death yeah because they'll be the i've had a doctor get ivermectin from me we <laughs> what, have this a, is weird we do have a person in the chat that said that her her dad had pneumonia in january of 2022 he did not get properly treated and he died after two weeks in the hospital. She, she tried to keep him out of there, um, but she was unsuccessful. So I can't even tell you how many stories I've heard from the surviving um, children. And it's usually people in their 50s and 60s with their parents in their you know 80s. And they're like, I. I'm, Here's I, the three. De- the three demographics are taken out with the protocol. It's the elderly because, you know, they've lived their life, the special needs and disabled. Um, one government official called them useless eaters. I almost threw up and wow. just hit my knees crying. Wow. And then the, the young, strong men leaving these, you know, depressed PTSD widows to try to raise a family on their own, dependent on the government. It's all about control. And it's, it's just so, it's so sick because not only have you taken the life of an innocent person, but now you've left, left this trail of destruction in these families. They're traumatized. I mean, they right. went through a, they are wit- they're eyewitnesses to a crime is what I call them. They are. They really are. Um, we found a way to stop the protocol ourselves and um, save lives with, this is a medical, a legal medical alert. I think I gave you one, Dr. Jensen. We have um, one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I gave you one. one. This is so yes, cool. Everybody, needs, everybody one get one. Everybody in the world. Get them though. You can get them off our website, CHBMP. And um, it says allergic to. No, remdesivir, to, allergic to remdesivir, barcinidib, and fentanyl, because a lot of our cases, they're being OD'd, too, um, with fentanyl right. morphine. Be, you know, they might be coming back. Oh, well, something happened late at night, and they got that IV push of fentanyl. We had a, a one widow did an autopsy, and the, the the amount that becomes, if you got more than a level, I think it was three or four of fentanyl in your blood, then that's toxic, and his level was 19. Mm. These people are being euthanized, 100%. But this will save lives and um, it stops the protocol ourselves. And then the, the money for them goes to fund the class action against Gilead, the makers of remdesivir oh, to have okay. it pulled can off the market. Yeah, they can so everybody it. can see it. Uh, you've got yeah. to make a donation. The recommended donation is what? $25. 25 bucks. And um, they're stainless steel and they don't rust. I've worn mine. They're really for- nice looking. They're classy looking. They, they are very really classy looking. Right. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. You want to make sure, I would say get, I think you guys are selling like five for hundred or something like and that. And it says yeah, $20 yes. each for five or more. Yeah. So yes. everybody yes. get five of these. Everyone. Because if it's you or your grandma, your parents, you want to make sure that your loved one, your circle, all have these bracelets. Listen. 25 bucks to save your, save life, your life is it, you can't even put a price on it. And we, yeah, especially when your hospital bills are 2 million. Like we had last, last night, a victim that had a $2 million hospital bill. How so do little, you recover from that? Thank goodness she had um, a secondary insurance, but 
Yeah, you, you, she would be bankrupt. Absolutely. She uh, she was one out of 33 on her hospital unit that survived. One out of 33. And they still kept using the same protocol. They're still using this protocol that kills people to this day. Yes, to this day. Have. I called a hospital last week and asked them what their protocol was. They said remdesivir. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. They approved it for 28-day-old babies. No, they yeah, now they're giving it to babies. It, what does a baby need terrible. with remdesivir? They don't. Yeah. <laughs> If it's what just down adults, need, what does a day old baby need with a hepatitis B vaccine? Oh, right, yeah. frankly, um, bingo or hours old, rather, not okay. even a day. So, Cece, yeah. what can people do? Not to sorry to me to interrupt you there, Jancy, but what can people oh, no, do no, no. to um, what, sh what should people have in their medicine closets? And if God forbid they don't have stuff in their medicine closets, uh, where do you recommend people go to if if somebody has has COVID and is having trouble? What I recommend is, well, of course, prevention, keeping your body healthy, um, taking good care of yourself, exercise, taking your vitamins. I take ivermectin once a week for prevention. I've never had been sick since just, uh, November 2020 um, with anything. I mean, ivermectin's organic. People don't realize that. Comes from a soil, you know, outside of Japan, mm -hmm. and it's um, bacteria. It's anti, yeah, uh -huh, it's um, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, anti-tumor, anti-parasitic. Um, it can't so hurt. It's, can only help. No, I've taken a lot in one day when I thought I was sick and I wasn't, but I'm just paranoid. You know, if my husband stubs a toe, I'm like, I remected. I mean, I just think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a miracle. Yes, I don't think way. it's a miracle drug. I really do. I got boxes I mean, I, from India is what I, I, that's I, what I do too. I have for two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to get it. But, um, there are, you know, um, the Dr. Marbles organization and FLCCC, it's a little harder to get and a little more expensive than, would I get it for? But yeah, you can find it from um, pharmacists in India. They'll send you box loads. I, I suggest you have your zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. If you don't have hydroxychloroquine, then you can use corsetin. Um, you know, it's a zinc ionophore. Mm -hmm. It carries the zinc into the cell, which zinc is the real virus zapper. Um, and then um, have some, if you can get a steroid on hand in case you get real bad. Um, I have this prednisone I got from India. So I've got the full medicine cabinet just because nobody in my family is going to the hospital. Amen. I can tell you that right now. And if and they so do, they'll have a bracelet on. And we've already heard that saved several lives. People so have called us Speaking told of us. that bracelet though, the reason why it gave me comfort is because I know that no one in my family is going to the hospital for COVID. But right. you think to yourself, okay, if I'm in a car wreck, if I have a broken oh, yeah. bone, like I want that bracelet then because what's going to happen or what has happened is people will go to the hospital for something regular, then they get a COVID test then they're told that they have COVID even though they have zero symptoms. Next thing you know, they're on a vent in remdesivir and dead. Yeah, we have lots of those too. Bone. Lots of those stories. Yeah. And it's not, it's not enough to just say, I don't want it. You, right. have, you have to say allergic I'm to allergic. it to this yeah. to all and people say well how do you know either you're allergic to it that's a that's a you're that's you're wearing a lie that's it, well, that's i'm a, it's, it's i'm allergic to death i'm allergic to, <laughs> i'm allergic to kidney failure i mean you want to try it out and see if you're allergic to it right you, you know no we know it's poison we i mean it killed well, 54 an, an percent of the people is something that your body says i can't this is not good for me Right? right. That's what an allergic reaction is. I don't care how right. you want to break it down. I can't have this because I don't react well. Some people are allergic to sugar. Technically, it wouldn't mm -hmm. kill them, but they might break out in hives or whatever. So you're allergic because the reaction would be bad. Bad. I mean, it killed 54% of the Ebola study um, patients when it's pulled before the study was over. So why they decided to use it for, well, we know why they decided to use it for COVID. 
because it is deadly. Um, it's just, it's just sick. It is. Something so, is so evil. Speaking of the evil, um, cause I know you have to go and I don't want to keep you too long, but you said something a minute ago and you were like, it's spiritual. This is spiritual warfare. Expound on that. Just the amount of evil and the amount of horrible, horrible things. I mean, people usually don't act like this. They don't, nurses don't, aren't supposed to laugh when you're hurting okay. yeah. or, or separated. I mean, we had a nurse yesterday tell us that she was a COVID nurse and she could see all her COVID patients, but her son, 19 years old, was in the ICU with COVID and she wasn't allowed to see him. I mean, this, this makes zero sense. And I mean, when you, when you think about these people are just so desensitized to human life anymore. And, uh, you know, we've had several um, survivors that had um, near death experiences or pretty much died and they saw God and, you know, and he said, you're not, it's not your time. You have to go back and share your story. And they've, you know, shared it with us. I mean, it's, it's been amazing. I've seen God work through this movement. As, as evil as it is, I know he's here because mm. I, I see it every single day. Mm. Like, mm. you know, just I need something and I'm upset one day and the next day, everything I need just falls in my lap mm -hmm. from media to studies to, I mean, it's just incredible. And I'll just look up, I'm like, thanks, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, totally yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's incredible. Um, all mm -hmm. the doctors that are speaking out, all the attorneys that are taking cases, all very strong faith Christian Christian um, people and you know someone said well your movement your rally had too much God in it and I'm like well show me one person that's fighting for us that doesn't have God in them and I'll put them on stage because we there isn't any yeah you know I'm like, like don't you can feel we're only gonna spiritual. win this with God I mean that's only yeah it's, it's the only you know it's it's a good good versus evil and we're here I never thought I'd be fighting at the front line like I am but I, I sit at my desk every day going I'm trying to stop a genocide. That's kind of a big deal. It's it is like, a huge deal. <laughs> and this is more, it's more than just a genocide because I gave the analogy of the drive-by shooting. Boom, you're gone, right? Yeah. This is um, slow, horrible torture. And it's not even the pain that I think that is the torture. It's the it's what they're doing to people mentally is worse than... Um, you know, Saigon, it's worse than the Vietnam, uh, or at, at least equal to being, you know, captured by Vietnam soldiers because you're kept away from your family. You know yeah. that they're killing you. And the, the basic necessities of food and water kept from you, the basic necessities of, ba of being bathed is kept from you. They're laughing at you just like a prison guard. Oh. I mean, tell me that this isn't like, you know, being a prisoner of being war. a prisoner of war. And and not to mention, you know, you've got the protocol torture, like you talked about the vaccine that you're completely lied to and brainwashed over. Yeah, that's that's going to destroy your life because you, now you can't have children or now you've got neuropathy in your legs and you can't walk or autoimmune disorders. But talk about the lockdowns is ruining people's businesses. Yes. The, the the masking of children mm -hmm. is nothing mm -hmm. short of child abuse. The, the, the suicides. I mean, every Every aspect of this whole bioweapon pandemic is absolutely destructing destruction of, of mm -hmm. humanity and especially our country, you know, the most advanced country in the in the world. It's got the most deaths by far. It does. And did you hear that Walensky said that even though just recently said that 
she didn't care how many trials that she saw, randomized controlled clinical trials that she saw that showed that masking didn't work for children, the CDC would still advise for two-year-olds to wear masks. Are you serious? She so they're no longer trusting the science. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. And that also shows that they're going to do this again. They're absolutely planning to do this again. And then we have Biden saying that the next pandemic, the next pandemic is going to hit and they need to be prepared. They're absolutely going to try to do this. Well, absolutely, because we didn't, enough of us didn't take the job. They needed a lot more people there after, you know, showed its true colors. People went, whoa. Right. You know, people that were really, my mom was the first in line and I was like throwing myself in front of her car and she would, she still went. But I think this time though, they're going to make people do it. I think they're going to get the military involved and they're going to have the military force immunize people. I really do. And it's going to be a revolution. It is. It is because, you know, it'll be, it will be 1776. Yeah. At that point, because there are going to be people like us that, that that will absolutely refuse. But I honestly, this is what I think. This is what I foresee happening. I see them. I, I foresee them trying to force vaccinate people. And then I think at that point is when the body of Christ is going to arise because we're already starting because Jesus mm-hmm. said, all power and authority has been given unto me. And so there's no reason that we as the body of Christ can't stop this like that. Mm-hmm. We've just been lulled into this false sense of obey the government obey the government and people are going, wait a minute, first of all, obey God. Yeah. And, and so I, I really yeah. think that we're going to see that, uh, you know, I think that's why revival has been spreading as well, because the, in, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And as people awaken to the truth, they awaken to, wait a minute, I have the power to stop this. You women have the power to stop this because you are righteous women of God. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. Right. So that's what yeah, we need. Yeah, we're going to try as hard as we can. Yep. We are. We even have, um, you know, our founders representing some J6 political prisoners. And <laughs> one of his clients refused to take the jab. You know, they tried to push it. They're in the D.C. gulags. And if you got the jab, you could be with general population. But if you didn't get it, you had to stay in solitary confinement. So he's been in solitary confinement for over two years, has not been convicted of a crime. In fact, he, my, our, our founders, an attorney, got him off the, the, the charges. And he was not allowed to have his Bible, his haircut, his nails cut. I mean, this is North this is, Korea kind of evil. Yeah. And yeah. but if he would have said, "Okay, I'll take the shot," he could have been with the rest of the people and been, wow, you know, still in prison, wrongfully imprisoned. But at least you know he didn't get to see his wife or his child, you no know, zooms or anything. This and is, it's just it's it's blackmail. I mean, our agencies are captured. Yeah. There's no trust in them at all anymore. Yeah. And so all of our all of our institutions are corrupted and we have to break them down, get these uh, um, politicians that are not on our side out of there and elect good politicians like Dr. Witcher, who's on the side of of us. I have another comment here from River Seven Lily. I've lived it. I've witnessed it. I fought this alone. I lost the battle. Hospital took my husband's life. He didn't give it. Uh, January of 2022, he had his typical every year deep chest cold, and it wasn't a cold. Oh my gosh! I hear it every so day. The two interviews today, yeah. it's all day, every day. It's horrible. It's horrible. This is. Go ahead, Jancy. This was tradable. This was tradable the whole time. This was tradable, and this is what made us so angry. We were deplatformed. So many of us were. We're telling how to treat people and, and doctors were treating people with 
ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in the spring and summer of 2020 uh, when this hit. They were treating. We were doing okay. Okay, right, right, and right. And then they demonized them. Right, then, right. Then they demonized them. Right, right. And um, we still kept trying to treat, but we couldn't get past the social media platforms. Yeah. We couldn't get to people. We couldn't overcome all of the people on the news telling people that ivermectin was a horse medicine and it wasn't right. for humans Period. and it would kill them if they took it or hydroxychloroquine would give them a heart attack. We couldn't get past that. And it was all lies. So those media companies, every single one of those journalists, every single one of those newscasters, every single one of the people that wrote those stories, all the blogs that lied to people that killed them are responsible. They are all responsible and they but, need to go to jail or be executed it in my sounds opinion. they all have blood but they're, on their hands. Murderers. they're murderers they all have they blood all on their hands, hands. Mm -hmm. yeah we do have a good story a rumbling bubbling stumbling says god spoke to me in the beginning of my hospital in middle and told me that he will walk uh me out holding my hand uh have so many miracles like that from god praise so god so somebody Aww. did come out good with god there and i think Praise God. We mm. learned a lot through this. Um, I think that in the years to come, there will be, you know, what ha what what happened, you guys, uh, at that event when we were uh, having question and answer time. And the Remdesivir event. And yeah. I was shocked mm -hmm. how many people were just up crying because they they we were hearing two women's stories of how their husbands were killed, and then all these other people said the same thing happened to me. Um, and then one woman came in and she was unvaccinated and they laughed and said, you're going to go to this other part of the hospital and everybody there goes to die. And after mm -hmm. they ventilated her and after she, she asked mm -hmm. for hydroxychloroquine, and she brought up on her phone, please give, give me this, this please give me give this. Me this. Mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't give it to her. She made it out of the hospital, but how come, She's suffering today. She's still, she's, she's injured. She's injured. Yeah, she's they traumatized. You out of the hospital. Traumatized. By the way, I know this ventilator uh, destroyed you. Goodbye. Yeah. No help. They, yeah, they're, they don't have anything to do with her anymore because their money's, you know, the money's gone. Enough. The money drives. The money's gone. You know, we had our big um, rally this week ago. It was March 25th. Oh, yeah. It's called, uh, our, our rallies are called Halt Hospital Homicide. Halt and we had almost six, homicide. we had almost 600 people. We had victims from every state in the country, including Alaska there. Wow. Um, Dr. Artist, Dr. Witcher, um, Tom Renz, uh, all the big, big names in this fight. And it was incredible. And just to see those, all those widows and the parents that lost children and the children that lost parents and the, you know, the, yeah. the siblings that lost each other. Wow. It was so incredible. And then, so I'll have to send you all the, the live stream of it. Yeah. But it, send us that. It, yeah. it was, I mean, God was in that room that day. I can't mm -hmm. even tell you. I mean, I don't think I've cried so much happy tears, sad tears. Just these women came out of there inspired. Um, it was emotional for them, but they're all just, how can we help motivated? Wow. They found their, they found their mm -hmm. drive again. They've, you know, they're bonded with, they don't feel alone anymore. Um, so it, it was an incredible event. We're already working on our next one. It was a lot of work, wow. but you know, I would they, like to they, be at the next one. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, I would love for y'all too. You guys have um, a reason why 
it, there's so many widows and not as many widowers. Like, why are the men seem to die more with the protocol? Um, they just, they treat the men differently. You know, two, both women, the men and, and the, the husband, the woman and the husband will walk in and the woman will get monoclonal antibodies or um, an antibiotic and the husband will get straight, go day one, get remdesivir. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not even, they're not it's even going to hide it. Okay. So you mentioned earlier, what you were describing sounded exactly like World War II to me when it comes to mm. taking out the elderly, taking out the undesirables, the mentally ill. It's a Holocaust. The, the mm -hmm. Holocaust. And then taking out the men through the actual war itself. Like this is, they, they, the, the mechanism may be different, but the goal is the exact same thing. This genocide of the elderly, the disabled, and the Whatever men. Whatever happened to the monoclonal yep. antibodies? Because I personally know like people who were vaccinated, who got really, really bad COVID, who got the monoclonal antibodies, even our governor here in Ohio got it. And we saw that that worked. We saw that there was no side effects. And now people are still using remdesivir. What? I don't understand. Because you said, you just said it they yourself because it, it worked. Be <laughs> because it worked. Right. And what was really working even better than that was convalescent plasma. Plasma, yeah. Because the convalescent plasma had antibodies to all different parts of the virus. That really? was what was working the best. In India, people were going down the street with convalescent plasma and selling it on no the street. No way. They were. They were going around with bags. You can look it up. They just have mm -hmm. bags here. All, and they would hook you up right, you know. Yeah. Right, I don't know how people went along with this, given given the problems with that, but but that they ended up banning convalescent plasma because it worked so well, uh, much better than the monoclonal antibodies. And then they stopped. They said, "No, you can't get it anymore." I went into a GNC looking for quercetin, mm -hmm. and because I was out, and the clerk said, "I said, where's your quercetin?" And he goes, "Anything that worked for COVID, they took off our shelves." No. <laughs> Wow. A clerk at a GNC store. Yeah. Oh they probably don't gosh. have any NAC either. Oh, no. Glutathione, nothing. No. So I'm surprised this isn't that they have about money C. anymore at this point. Like, you can, we could argue the money thing all day long to me. That's a, that's an open and shut it's case. Corrupted, this is, evil, corrupted. Mm -hmm. this is about murder of a society. Like we said, we said it's genocide. Like, this it's about is depopulation. How come population. is doing okay? <laughs> Depopulation. They, they didn't have the protocols. They had no remdesivir. They're fine. Like, fine. But we had the highest death rate in the entire world. That's right. By, by a lot. By a lot. By a All lot. All of the countries that signed on to the population accords in Cairo back in the 90s mm -hmm. had the highest death toll of really? anybody. Wow. Because they all had the same protocols that they followed. And turn on your nightly news and you'll still see, yeah. go get the Jap commercials. They're oh my still gosh, doing it's it. everywhere. It's still everywhere. It's on, like, if you listen to well, Pandora, it shows up on your music station. Like, it's yeah. everywhere. Grocery store. Come, we're having our mm -hmm. COVID vaccine clinic open. Come and get your Jap. I mean, people have to be deprogrammed. De we have to unbrainwash them. Because well, and we have to get these jabs pulled in any pulled way off the market. Can. Yeah, we have got to recall these shots. We the people fifty recall the shots. We the people fifty.com. The website's going to be up next week. What can uh, people, people do can to donate. help you guys? Yeah, that that was going to be my next question. What can people do to help you guys? So 
we're going to be making a tour of the states. We're trying to get to the states first that have the, the where we know we have some relationships with some AGs that we feel can carry this forward and or it can be brought by the vaccine injured individually. There are states like Connecticut where um, you can actually, the vaccine injured can bring the case against the manufacturers uh, using the consumer product protection laws of that state. In other states, only the attorney general can bring the case. No but way. we heard from Michael Hamilton tonight that he called. So we serve the Mississippi office, the Mississippi AG's office with these, um, well, it wasn't served. It was, it was sent to them uh, via certified mail. And uh, he called to get Lynn Fitch's, the Attorney General Lynn Fitch's email address, and they did not want to give it to him. They grilled him up and down about what he wanted the email address for. He said, we just sent a packet of 200 plus pages you know, via certified mail. I wanted to make sure she got it. He did not. For some reason, when he sent it off, he didn't get the signature uh, on it. He was just trying to get it out. And so they did not want to give her email address for us to get this out. So we're, we're sending it to the press next. The press across Mississippi is going to get the packet, the same packet that she got, the same testimony from all of the doctors that were there in Mississippi. And we just need help to get the word out about what's in the packet, the demand letter, the shots are contaminated. She's allowing the shots to stay in the stream of commerce. She knows they're contaminated. She knows they're killing people and she's not pulling them. Wow. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yep. So that's how right. do they, so how, so how will we be able to disseminate this? Like um, get it out to the people. So we're going to have it on the website. People will be able to forward it um, for our efforts in each of the states where we're having a fundraising campaign. We're not going to make this an expensive endeavor. Uh, I'm not paying speakers. There's enough doctors and scientists in each state. Oh, yeah. We'll volunteer. Yeah. We'll try to use the people in the states. We'll use the vaccine injured in the states to have them testify about their own vaccine injuries. But there's a lot more money that goes into the actual litigation in some yes. of these cases. And for right, those right, cases right. where the people themselves can bring those, where the vaccine injured themselves can bring the cases, you know, there will need to be some money put into that. Right, so right, right. we're not, I'm, I'm not asking for anything. I've never charged for this stuff. I do this for free. I know CC does as well. Mm. Um, we're just trying to get the word out but it does take money to do some of the it litigation does. it really does. people place it and to stay in hotels and eat food mm -hmm. um you know even if you stay in a best western um yeah. we will have the money for the bracelets is that is that go towards this or will that be something separate it goes towards the gilead um uh, class action they're mm -hmm. they're not suing for damages they're get they're suing it under false advertisement okay to get the to get Remdesivir pulled Ooh, off the market and never to be used again. Okay. So that's so, a separate know, fundraiser though. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So you will have a donate button and people can donate. We, the people 50.com. You guys check back next that's week. We and know if you're vax injured, if you're vax injured, you can document your story on that website too. There's a okay. button. There's a document. Oh, wow. That's huge. And okay. that's going to lead back to the former feds page. We were trying to not cause confusion with sure. the, because with the different initiatives. But basically, you know, we're working between because some people may not want to send money towards the room. Does some many 
some people won't want to send money towards we the people for the for the vaccine action Mm -hmm. keep some clearly separated um you know the funds will be separated but our alliances are still we're still working together on both and if you know since it does go through us they all they have access to the um all the support groups too so it's important it is important you guys you if you know somebody like you know what was who was it on the the chat here uh river uh lily go join the 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 support groups because you need to talk to somebody anybody can because this is a traumatic thing and you're not supposed to you're not supposed to go through this alone okay you're gonna have to work through this it's a trauma yeah right it's a trauma uh our friends uh john and stacy came down to Sealy. Sealy, Texas was an eye-opening for John and I. Hearing the testimonies was heart-wrenching. Thank you for continuing in your fight and exposing the evil protocol. Yeah, thank you, guys. This is, you guys thank are you amazing. Stacey's on those calls every night with people, and she is a woman of God. She is with those people, hearing their stories every night. And Cece, I'm going to tell you myself on here in front of all these people, I think you're an angel. Aww. <sighs> Thank you. I love that. I have one looking over me. That's why you do. do. (laughs) You absolutely do. You know, I have goosebumps on the back of my head tonight. That's really good. You ladies uh, don't know this. We normally have a a, a huge amount of people following us and watching us on Rumble. Well, tonight Donald Trump is supposed to go live and he's supposed to talk. Rumble has been down for over half of our interview. Just down. It works on the app. The app is working, but Rumble.com has been down. I do believe that this is all a spiritual. It's attack. all a spiritual thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's example. more important now than ever for those of you that are watching this to share this interview, mm-hmm. um, because a, a, a good portion of our views usually come from the live viewers. And I might so even, share this. We might even restream it live. We probably because, will. Uh, you'll get more views because I was I was like, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Um, but there, you know, God brought some people here. I had to stuff. literally, so if you saw me distracted, I literally had to go to Twitter to find out it was down and I was putting it in the chat. I'm like, can anybody see this? And then on Twitter, I found that everybody was saying that it was down. So, um, total attack from the devil, but that's the thing when you're in this fight, the devil is not going to stop hammering, but the good news is be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So ladies, do you, either of you have any final thoughts before we say good night? Don't take the shot. <laughs> don't don't take the shot and just um you know most of the people that listen to your show they found god they found jesus um make the time make the time and and build those relationships again because because we're going to need them yeah do you guys mind if i end in prayer i'm going to pray over you guys in in this endeavor here father god i just thank you so much for uh, the former Fed group. I thank you for Cece. I thank you for Dr. Jancy. I thank you that you have given them a commission and who you call you equip. I just speak life over these two uh, ladies and the and the the commission that you've given them. I pray, Father God, that they get to every state. Yes, I pray, Lord. Father God, that you uh, clear the the highways and the byways. I pray, Father God, that they will be able to get to each attorney general. That you stop this mm, shot. Mm. I thank you, Father God, that before they even get to the next state, the devil runs so fast <laughs> because here these women are coming. Amen. That they just yes, drop Lord. it right now. I just speak to the evil out there that is killing the people in the hospitals right now, and I pray that you bring. Healing 
healing right now to everybody who's watching, to everybody who has lost a loved one to these protocols. I just pray, Lord God, that they would have a special uh, dispensation of love and grace and that you would give them a vision of their loved one, Father God, uh, Mm. with you in heaven and that you give them a peace that passes all understanding to guard their hearts, to guard their minds. And I pray, Father God, vengeance is mine. I will pay, Mm -mm. says the Lord. So we call upon you. We call upon you, your justice. Yes, We pray, Father God, these people will be held accountable to the heavenly courts and your word says that what we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven what we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven so right now we bind and gag Satan from trying to come against your people from these innocent people and from uh, from these shots right now and I pray Father God that this uh, group uh, the, 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 we, the, the people 50 will have all their finances paid for yes, that these, uh, any, any sort of litigation will be paid for. I pray father God that we, for favor, be going before the right judges, the right circuits. And, uh, even if, I, I even pray for some, some trial by juries and these juries will be able to hear these stories. And I pray father God, these stories are going to get into the mainstream. Yes. I pray father God that every person that has a story gets to tell their story and the whole world gets to hear it. Every, we have to have a Nuremberg trial of these stories where wow. every single person gets to tell their story and we all like the january 6 trials every single one of us has to sit there and listen to every single story because this was a mass murder event and i thank you father god for these women that you uh give them peace that you give them strength that you give them sleeps sleep that you open doors no man can shut that you shut doors no man can open and that they every day that their uh their head hits the pillow they say i've done all that i can and every day their foot hooks, hits the floor they say god you and me what are we going to do today and that they feel you working within them uh, beside them and through them because with god all things are possible and we thank you for it in jesus name amen, amen. our mom amen. in the chat amen. says it's yeah. all about the money this completely weakened society so society cannot fight the global takeover with the 47 satellites put um, all men under surveillance and force people to the, use the cbdc's and to mentally control people by separating them um, from their mind and has a relationship or knowledge with God. So Skynet, Skylink, the Earth's God, men must obey AI and the machine. That is their goal. They have this weird, crazy... It, it, guys, the, our tagline is, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This It is conspiracy oh, theory yeah. type stuff yeah. that they're doing, and it's all true but we can yep. stop them in the name of jesus they have nefarious goals Cece, but we can stop thank them. you for staying with oh. us this yeah i know time. you had to go but thank you for staying oh, no, good <laughs> we love you ladies we love thank you we'll have you back as you continue to do the states and maybe we can show up at several of these um events that you guys are doing and whatever we can do to help you know that you've got the resistance chicks on your side awesome yes you'll have to come to you the next one that. All right. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we'll see you guys next time tomorrow night for Revelation Red Pill Academy. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Take care.